Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a quirky, wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals, bringing spirituality and intuition into the process so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Whole Point Podcast. We're so happy to have you joining us again. We took a couple of weeks off as everything was unfolding in the United States with the anti-racism protests and everything with George Floyd's death. We wanted to give space to amplify voices of color specifically and also give ourselves some time to do some learning and sit with our feelings. And we think that we have a really good podcast for you today that will be really helpful just as a general framework of how to deal with big feelings, which we're all feeling right now. Yeah. And not to be in a place, you know, and of teaching or authority as far as this conversation, because that's not our place. And and, uh, there are amazing, wonderful people we have referenced on our Facebook page and Instagram page. And I'm sure that many of you are already doing the learning, but this part of understanding what to do with our feelings seems very, very valid because there's a lot of them coming up. The monsters are coming out, people. We need to slay the monsters that have been long lurking under the bed. And it's also on a big scale. And then it's also those little conversations, interactions with people in our own life and something we absolutely share with clients on a day-to-day basis. So this idea of not knowing how, what to do with our feelings is something we come up to all the time. And we have misconceptions about, you know, if I feel my feelings, I'm just going to be weak or I'll be crying forever and I'll be emotionally a wreck for the rest of my life. Or we have these misconceptions about feeling our feelings. And then we have the results of not feeling our feelings, which is discomfort even disease, you know, dis-ease in our bodies. Depression, overwhelm, Depression, anxiety. Anxiety is really huge. We have all these symptoms of not feeling our feelings. But when it comes down to it, we end up teaching our clients and sharing what we're going to share with you today about how to actually do it. So I have an analogy um, that seems to really work with the idea of what to do with your feelings. So if you imagine, and it's because I have, you know, four children, but anyone who has children or has ever interacted with them, you know, toddlers, it's a really good analogy to understand what we're supposed to do. So if you imagine a toddler comes to you as the adult crying, they're just, they're crying and they're upset. Your first response is always to give them a hug, wrap your arm around them, maybe bend down to their level, put them on your lap and just sit with them and comfort them. Then when they calm down, you're able to hear their story and figure out, is this feeling, you know, did they really get a bruise? Did they really get a scrape? Do they need a band-aid? Do they need you to do anything about it? Or is it like when they come in the middle of the night and they're crying and 
because there's a monster under their bed and we need to tell them the truth. We need to speak into this situation once they're calm. And that is really such a good analogy of what to do with our feelings because you cannot stop a toddler from crying. But that's Trust what we me, guys, try to I've do. Stopped, I've, I've attempted it. It is futile. But that's kind of the idea of what we're doing with our feelings when we run away from them. We suppress them. We shove them down. We medicate with you know, food or alcohol or whatever it is. We're trying to get that toddler to like be quiet 24 seven and never, and never have a problem, never come to us crying. Right. If, if we're following that analogy, it doesn't work. And also what happens with a toddler, if you ignore it, gets louder, it's going to cry, scream, maybe break things. And so here we are <laughs> with our emotions actually being more out of control because we won't just acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't taught this. You know, it's funny, Serena, when you say, well, and you say, you know, how we do it when, when a toddler comes to us, I didn't know that when I became a mother, I didn't know that because nobody did that with me as, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm sure at some point somebody comforted me in, in all sorts of things, but my standout impression was to reason your way out of your feelings. And so that's the, what I attempted to do with my little kids when they were quite small with which just, by the way, everybody didn't work. And it wasn't until it was so not working that I was like, what the heck? Why is this so broken? You know, what's wrong with these kids? And then I was like, oh, wait, wait. They came into this world kind of having all of this. So I need to see what's wrong with me. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I've done this before where I didn't listen to somebody's feelings or my own. Hey, no shame in that. There's no shame. Well, you didn't, if you didn't know, now you do and you can do better. And that's why we needed to have this podcast because the more we can share this information, the better we can all do with this. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know anybody that knows how to do this, but we're, we're not taught. We're not shown by example. And I think like, like I was talking about the opposite is what is demonstrated with us. Run away from them. Don't be uncomfortable. You know, we're sold all the time. Do this. So you won't have to be uncomfortable. Fix do this it. to get fix happy. The feeling. You know, fix even therapy, the you know, yeah. we want to fix all the bad feelings and make them go away so we can be happy. And that doesn't work. So that brings us to what do you do? So now you've number one, you understand, okay, these feelings are like a toddler that's a good frame of mind to have. Here I am. I've got all these big feelings inside me. This is that toddler part of me. Now what happens? I got to say, I love you explaining that you didn't know what to do with your actual toddlers because that's the same thing as you have the same Groundhog's Day enough times. And instead of blaming them, you go, I have to do something. That's such a perfect analogy because your feelings are not going to stop. So at some point, instead of being mad at the feelings for being there, you have to say, oh, wait, maybe I should do <laughs> Maybe these aren't the bad thing. Maybe <laughs> the thing that I'm doing to try to get them to go away is the mm. thing that's not working. It was quite a revelation. Like, you know, people talk about doing inner child work and um, there's all sorts of ways you can think about that. But for me, it was like, this is the piece the more I read about parenting, the more I'm able to parent my inner child. Inner child and outer 
real children. <laughs> I do them simultaneously. Like I, one of my children is my, um, they're, they're both excellent teachers. One is more a teacher of play and the other one is a teacher of feeling your feelings. And so it was not until this one came along that I was like, oh crap, I'm actually not as excellent at parenting as I thought. And I need to figure this out. And lucky for me, he didn't give up. He was like, I have Yes. I damn, I'm going to feel these feelings and you are going to be yes. with me. <laughs> yes. And, and that's what our feelings do. They do not go away no matter how hard we try. No, they don't. They just, well, so here's the interesting thing. It's the word. The word is feelings, but we're thinking them. It's like, I'm sad. What are the 35 reasons that I'm sad? Let me change all of those things, but they're feelings. So guess what guys? funny thing about words is they kind of tell you what to do with them. In this case, you're supposed to feel them. And that may seem like, what does that even mean? I think I'm feeling my feelings. Yeah. I had a, I had a therapist tell me to go home and um, get in touch with my love, my inner child. I never went back. I was like, you're crazy. Cause I had zero idea what it meant. And in my mind, when you would say, feel your feelings. I was like balled up in a corner, crying, rocking back and forth. You're like, how like, can I not? Here they are. Yeah. I was like, I don't think this is going to end well, this feel your feelings and love your inner child business. Well, don't I'm not you think it's going because back. We can, we cross, we cross the wires of express your feelings and feel your feelings. And we're not talking about express your feelings. We're talking about feel them in this way that they're actual sensations mm -hmm. in your body. And it's just doing something new, different, uncomfortable that we're not familiar with. And we, we need to be aware if we're putting some weird untruth on it, that it really isn't. It isn't about crying and racking back and forth in a corner. It's very courageous and it makes you stronger, makes you healthier, makes you more resilient. You know, those are the things I've learned about it that I really had some misconceptions over. Totally. The reason it makes you more resilient is because you have to, this is a practice because, so for example, let's go back to the toddler analogy because it's phenomenal because I see it play out in my daily life. I learned my biggest lessons from my children. So, okay. Whew, Serena's given us really good information. Number one, step one, validate what's happening. Oh, let me just be with you. Like you're sad. You, you're hurt. You are whatever it is. Acknowledge you have a toddler in your house, <laughs> in your body. And that they're feeling something. Yeah. And whatever that is, that's where we get into trouble of judging because maybe it's anger, resentment, jealousy, sadness. So know? here's what you do. Here I am anger, jealousy, sadness, whatever it is, whatever your flavor is, you've given it a name because this is what your mind does. It's like, ah, let me categorize that. Step two, you've validated, ah, there it is. I got a little anger up in here. I'm feeling really angry. Uh, step two, check in with your body. Where are you feeling the anger? Is your stomach clenched up? Is your heart racing? Is your face red? Now just feel that sensation. That's feeling the feeling as it's being expressed by your body. 
if you're doing it without expectation of changing the feeling, if you're just like present to the curiosity of like, wow, where is sadness in my body? Like kind of an interesting thing. You could even ask a kid this, where's all that sadness at in your body? And they may tell you, it's in my ears. They, they actually say really funny things. So I encourage you to ask real toddlers <laughs> this question. Um, but once you have that, you know what's starting to happen? You're starting to come out of that emotion having taken over your brain and you're getting your logic center back on because you're like now in touch with actual senses in the physical present moment. What a crazy idea. It's, an, it's insane. I don't know. <laughs> I Honestly, it's like, okay, what grade should we be teaching this in? Like kindergarten through two-year-olds. Yeah. It's, it is, it's so simple. I think that's the, that's the danger of what we're going to do today is it's like so simple you might breeze over it. Or, or dismiss it, but it is, it's very powerful to do these steps, number one, mm-hmm. <laughs> as acknowledge there's a feeling happening, like name it, feel it, figure out where you're already feeling it, right? So you're feeling it, but you're already feeling it You're becoming well. present to it. You're actually yeah. becoming... So the difference is like with the toddler, it's that comforting stage, right? So it's like, I accept that you're having a feeling, I acknowledge that you have a big feeling and now I'm going to like be present to the feeling with you without trying to change it. And this doesn't have to be like a three hour process. Like if you're feeling like this is like a big thing, to be honest, um, some of the things that I'm trained in and you know, that Serena and I understand about feelings, these sensations in your body, if you don't make up another story about them, if you're just present to them, they last like 30 to 90 seconds before they start changing Mm, that's not that long to have to just be present to them. It's amazing how many years we will spend running years. away. Let's reinforce that. Years of Running our lives. away from a feeling that literally might take two minutes to process. And obviously if they're built up, it might take a little longer, but compared to the effort and agony of running away from them, it's nothing part of this is, you know, we're giving you this framework of what to do with it, but you also have to start that mental talk of, I'm excited to feel my feelings. I'm ready to feel my feelings. Feeling my feelings is good. So that when you get in the moment where you're, you know, you feel like your lungs are all clenched up and you can't breathe, you understand that's just a sensation. This is the monster under the bed. The sensation is like, oh God, that's like not being able to breathe, which will kill me. Yeah. But your, your emotions aren't going to actually clench your lungs up until you can't breathe. Like your body will naturally release that. You just have to be present to it with curiosity. It's like, you're just observing it. And I love reframing it to like, you're winning, you're strong, you're courageous. Yeah, you know, because you like, are all those things. Yeah. That it is, it is the thing that helps us be successful. And even when it's uncomfortable, it's a practice. This is something, that's why it's resiliency. That's what resiliency is. It's doing something and then knowing that you can come back and do it again and get better at it the next time. Growth mindset. The idea, like you're saying, we can be uncomfortable and not die, right? We can be uncomfortable and not like go off the cliff. We can be uncomfortable and not bring other people with us is something that has always been like, for me, it's like, oh, there's this lovely woman. Gosh, I can't remember her name. She got on TikTok during the pandemic. Like her kids helped her figure out how to get on TikTok during the pandemic. Tabitha is her first name. I feel like her name's Tabitha Brown. And um, she became like this TikTok sensation. And she's a, a mother with like a grown child. 
Okay. So there's, so her quote is phenomenal. I feel like it's like a whole lifestyle. Have a good day, but if you can't, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. Hey guys, we're so excited that you listen to the podcast and we want to reach even more people. We need your help. Can you review our podcast? Let us know what you love about the whole point. Tell us what takeaways you've experienced, what knowledge that you've really appreciated and what kind of guests that you love listening to. And in exchange, we're giving away an intuition session. We have recently started offering intuition sessions to anyone who's interested in having Christy and I both hold space while you ask the really big questions in your life and get the exact answers that you need to move your life forward in the direction you want to go or get those burning questions maybe that keep you up at night answered in a peaceful way that nobody else in the whole world knows except you and learning that self-trust that you have the answers and that you actually know how to tap into that. So what we'd like you to do is review the podcast. When you've done that, send us a direct message. Screenshot your review, send it to us, and you'll be entered to win a two-hour intuition session hosted by Christy and Serena, a $222 value, just for helping us by reviewing and telling us what you love about the podcast. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. Okay, step one, in order to do this, you got to feel your feelings, people, so that you don't shoot them sideways at people on accident. That's everything that when we, when we don't do this the right way, our, our body's automatically going to do it in a harmful way to ourselves or to others. And this is always the, the, the space that people come on their way to healing. And it's this uncomfortable, maybe unexpected place where it's your deal, your responsibility. But that also makes it your power. It empowers you to be able to process these so that you're not going to do anything to make it uncomfortable for other people, messing up other people's day. So once you've done these steps to feeling your feelings, you're actually now ready to slay the monster under the bed. So you accept that it's there. You acknowledge it, label it, look at it, and you feel it. Located in your body. Located in your body. All of those must happen first. We try to bypass them to the next step, which is the understanding and the reasoning. Yep. So what happens next, Serena? We've done our three steps. We've been like, dang, this is, I've got this feeling. Oh goodness. Come on in close. Oh, this is a little bit of sadness. That makes sense. Mm, I'm feeling it in my stomach. Now what happens? You're so, you're just so much more lovely about your feelings. I'm like, oh, crap, I have a feeling <laughs> like I hate everybody. I want to kill that person. And there's this feeling or like, I feel like they all hate me. Like I'm very dramatic with all of that. And it isn't as curious as you, but yeah, so it's there and you feel it. You know, for me, a lot of times it's tight in my stomach and tight in my shoulders. And as like you're saying, when you just feel it, it starts to, like a kid that you comfort, they start to relax. They start to stop crying. And then we can see. So it's listening to this story. And we get to, as we listen to the story, we unpack it. I felt jealous because I felt angry 
why? Why is that? We listen, just like we'd listen to a kid. We listen to their story. And we get to decide in our own lives, is this true? Is this empowering? Is this helpful or not? And in that moment, after we've done the first three steps, we have the ability to choose a different story. Mm-hmm or rewrite it in a way that is more empowering. It may be very true, like a kid, they might have a cut, they might've got a bruise, but we get to frame that in a healthy way. Or it may be a monster under the bed that's absolutely not true, and we get to change it to something that's true, or even just let it go and move on with our day. But you cannot get to that point until you've done the accepting, the acknowledging, and the feeling. If you try, which I'm sure that you have, because I have, this is where things get real messy and the feelings persist and they drag on and you carry them around. And then all of a sudden you're making dinner and somebody asks what you're having. Not that this has ever happened to me and you snap at them, (laughs) wait and find out. (laughs) It's also, as we're listening to the story, I think it's really tempting to judge it. I can't believe I did this again. Oh my gosh. It's so stupid of me to be jealous or it's, oh, yeah, this is where we could start dancing with shame, right? Yeah. I didn't listen again. I can't believe I hurt them again or, you know, I did all these things. And so it's important as we're listening to the story and reframing it, that it's empowering that we're not judging ourselves. Dancing with shame is so perfect, you know, a perfect analogy too. like we, and we wouldn't do that with a kid, but we do it with ourselves. We wouldn't say to a little kid, scared of a monster. Oh, you're such an idiot. Of course, there's no monster. Why do you keep thinking this? We wouldn't do that, but we do it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we need to stop. And that's where if you try to do this without feeling the feeling, you have a really hard time um, speaking truth into your own self, changing your inner dialogue because the shame monster already, the dance has already started because now you've got all the feelings underlying. Everything is just really messy and tangled up. So this is a process of de-layering that so that you can come into actual presence and awareness with yourself and be like, oh yes. Actually, when that person says that about me on Facebook, that's their perception. And it actually doesn't change a bit of my reality. It doesn't change who I am, even if they think that about me. That doesn't mean it's true. Now you're getting close to home on Facebook. Oh, man. Oh, the Facebook. The the land of faces. I love Jen Hatmaker. Calls it a dumpster fire. And that's just... It's very appropriate. It's the kind of dumpster fire you just want to study. You're like, why is it on fire? Could I put it out? Mm, it wants to burn, people. Let it burn. Do your practice of feeling your feelings. Come into presence, and then you can let go of the stories. You can actually be someone who enjoys Facebook for what the good it does offer without getting caught up in the shenanigans. The original intent, maybe. And Life will give you every single day practice, more opportunities for practice, Facebook, your kids, your spouse, your boss, traffic, relatives, so much practice of allowing these feelings. You need to celebrate every bit of that practice. Ah, look at, here I am talking to my feelings again. Yay! I get to I get to practice feeling sad right now. I get to practice whatever this is. The more you can add that layer of playfulness and curiosity to it, the better it feels to do it. Yeah, it's really funny because you and I are are so different that it's playful and curious with you, which I think curiosity is obviously main thing to get you into your thinking brain and out of that 
fight or flight, but I always feel like it's like this winning. Like, like I, I see you wrestling. Doing this. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm winning. Like in the past, this feeling used to get me for a day or a week, or it would drive me to this behavior that wasn't healthy, like scrolling my phone or avoiding or stuffing. Now I get excited because I'm like, wow, I actually know what to do and how to do this. And I get the results of peace on the other side of it. And I get the closer relationships because I'm not, not dangerous to be around, but hard to be around or, or someone that I loved it. The idea of you being dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. to be around makes me want to laugh because I'm like, there's nothing like farther from my truth than no, being dangerous. Not dangerous. But I know what you meant though. Yeah. yeah. Like you like, oh, you can't talk about that with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not Touchy. Gonna, yeah. So wouldn't it be nice if we could all walk around a little less touchy? And triggered and offended and defensive. One of the main things this allows you to do is to be able to receive feedback and to be able to look at yourself in the truth of how you're interacting with other people because our ego wants to paint us as, oh, I would never do anything wrong. I'm the victim, you know, so and so good. I'm so good. And, you know, some, the feelings come up and we're automatically like, no, 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 that can't be, you know, that can't mm-hmm. be. And when we admit you know, sometimes I can be really difficult. Sometimes I'm jealous. Sometimes I feel worthless. Sometimes I'm super defensive. Sometimes I'm scared. When we can just hang out. I'm an Enneagram one. A lot of times I just want to be right because I want to know that I've been doing things the right way. Otherwise, you know, my head blows up and I have to reconsider how the world operates. But when you do this feeling, oh, discomfort, discomfort. Oh, it's okay if I was doing it wrong. Like that's where that like yes. lightness can come back in. It's like, oh, it's not the end of the world if you did one rule wrong. Yeah. And mine as a two is that people pleaser. Oh, they're not going to like me. What if they don't like, what if every human that I ever interact with doesn't like me? Mm-hmm. What if I say something, you know, even that idea of being dangerous is way in my head about being an Enneagram too, because I want to make everybody feel good. Safe and comfortable. So that's our, those are kind of the default feelings that come up. We all will, will find the ones that come up for us and mm-hmm. we will find a pattern and we will learn how to effectively deal with them so that we can go about in our lives and do our purpose, succeed, have the relationships that we want without these things stopping us and really making it worse. Well, the funny thing is you might actually start noticing after doing this practice that you're actually a lot happier, calmer, and all these positive feelings than you even realized. Because as you release and feel the so-called negative feelings, they just pass through instead of lingering. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, it's weird. I have like all this extra joy. No, you actually just have that joy available to you because the, the anger or the sadness didn't have to stick around as long trying to get your attention. The way to be more comfortable is to be uncomfortable, is basically. Anything that is making you uncomfortable right now, anything, is an invitation to do this process. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of things. So much. There's <laughs> literally just scroll the Facebook. If you'd like to practice, get your social media out, wander through. And actually, we call you to action specifically around 
anything that's coming up in your life. But if you have not yet dipped your toe into what it looks like to be an anti-racist, what it looks like in America right now, if there's, if you're trying to reinforce your own thoughts about something to avoid an uncomfortable feeling, that is the place where you're being invited to heal. That doesn't mean you have to change your opinion. To notice what's coming up in those conversations. What's coming up for you? Is it, are you getting defensive? Are you getting hurt? Are you feeling attacked? Are you feeling dismissed? Are you wanting somebody to give you a pat on the back? Are you any of those feelings? Or self-righteous. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it is. That's a great situation in our world right now causing emotions to rise up in us. And just like we said, you cannot make them go away. You can try to cover your ears and go blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I don't need to deal with this or this is not my problem. But anytime those emotions are coming up, It is the invitation to get comfortable with being uncomfortable so that you can actually understand what's going on in the world right now, so that you can actually understand maybe other people's opinions, so you can actually understand the behavior. I really believe that life is inviting us, each of us in our own different way, to activities, to create the world and the life that we want to live in and Mm -hmm. we have the opportunity to run in the opposite direction or walk and move forward in a way that's going to make the world a better place in my world we all hold hands and sing kumbaya but i think there's a truth to that life inviting you you know we're never going to have utopia but in order to get to the love and light and all of those positive things, you actually have to walk through. You would never appreciate it. You wouldn't know you'd arrived unless you'd actually faced the monsters, slayed them, and been like, wow, I'm freaking proud of myself. Like, look what I've learned. Look what I know now. Look what I could empathize with in somebody else. Because that's actually what, if you want to understand love at a deeper level, it's not just positive. It's not just, I love you, la, la, la. It's, I love you. I challenge you. I'll be with you in the uncomfort. I'm not going anywhere. It's the same thing. Yeah. All right. So that's it. Feel your feelings. That will allow you to get to the place where you can slay the monsters under your bed. Go ahead. And as you're listening to this, if you have questions, if you try this and something comes up, if you'd like more information about it at all, we just think it's a really foundational exercise, process, habit to have. And also, if anything, if you, if you get a breakthrough, you get an understanding or are able to move forward in a certain area in your life, I would love, love, love to hear that. Absolutely. And if you're looking for additional information about what it might be to feel racialized trauma in your body as a white person or as a person of culture or color. There is a wonderful resource. His name is Resma Menicum. Um, he has a book called My Grandmother's Hands. He also has a course on racialized trauma. He has a website. There's a podcast with him on being with Krista Tippett. And this may also invite you into how what we've been talking about goes right along with this fight for equality. 
Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.